0: Welcome to Radio Activism, a production of the Radio Café. I'm your host, Mary Charlotte. One piece of activism that I think is important to talk about that we don't always talk about is how to stay healthy while being an activist. I recently met a professional counselor named Tatiana Smith who hosts a podcast called Talking Off the Couch, It's Okay Not to Be Okay, and we decided to get together and talk about the intersection of social justice and racism and staying psychologically healthy Welcome, Tatiana Smith, to Radioactivism.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me.
0: It's great to have you. It's a very interesting podcast you're doing. You started it fairly recently. It's targeted toward people of color, though I think it's valuable for pretty much any anybody who's interested in the subject of exploring psychologically. What motivated you to start it? Well, of
1: course, being a a black woman and actually being a therapist, I have a private practice here in McKinney, Texas. I see a lot of people of color coming in and it it's hard for them to come in because of the background and their culture, which they were taught. You don't talk to people about your problems; you keep them in. Or, you know, if you go see a counselor, you would be considered crazy. So, with that, I saw a need to get the word out there to break that stigma. You don't have to be crazy to come see a counselor. Counseling can be very beneficial, and it's great for your mental health and also to just get people to understand what mental illness is, what mental health is, and mental wellness, and why it's so important to us as people of color, but also, like you said, for anyone who chooses to listen, it can be helpful to them as well. So
0: this show is called Radioactivism, and one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about is how we respond to injustice. We have recurring patterns of racial and social injustice that have been going on in this country since, well, since before it was even a country, and in lots of different ways. And when yet another thing happens, whether it's a police killing or white supremacists marching in Charlottesville or people being denied the right to vote, you can't help but feel, I can't help but feel, anger, frustration, you know, people feel fear, powerlessness, sadness, and it can be overwhelming, What do you do with that?
1: You know, first of all, personally, what I do is I try to look at both sides. So even in my practice, I always play devil's advocate. And so with me trying to look at both sides, I try to see why are we so angry? Just, you know, like you mentioned, the white supremacies and taking away people's right to vote. Why are we angry and why are we wanting to go backwards is always my question. And so then personally for myself, I have to acknowledge the anger that I have to say, here it is, 2017, and I actually somewhat know what it feels like to be in the 60s or in the 50s, and why am I feeling this way? And then I just try to convey that to my audience. I try to let them know that there is a level of resilience that we have. And that's what we have to hold on to is that resilience of overcoming, even if we're repeating history or feeling like we're repeating history, we have overcome and we will do it again and we will continue to do it again. And so that's how I process it. And then that's how I put it out to my audience when I'm doing a particular episode, if it's dealing with what's going on in the media.
0: How do you find and how do you counsel people to find the balance between staying informed on the one hand and getting overloaded with the kind of negativity and stream of disasters that are on the news and social media?
1: I tend to tell clients, listeners, whoever, that at the end of the day, we have control of what we absorb. We have control of what we put in our body, our mind. We have control over what we listen to. And so, with that, we have to set boundaries because at the end of the day, like you said, you don't want to get overwhelmed and you don't want to be angry at every person that you look at. And so I just tell people to have control, set a boundary, pull yourself away from the news a little bit. One thing I noticed about CNN, breaking news is breaking news for like the whole 24 hours So you're you're not really going to miss it if you step away from it. So you have to step away from it for your mental sanity, because if not, it will eat you up, change your character, and make you out to be something that you don't want to be.
0: Another thing that you've talked about is not focusing so much on people in the news who've done terrible things but instead looking at what you can do yourself in your community. Tell us more about how you think about that.
1: So that all started because personally, that's how I am. The news is so depressing. And granted, you need it to stay informed about what's going on, but it is so sad. And so for me, I had to pull myself away from that. But at the same time, I would look at the news and say, what can I do to have just a little bit of impact. Because it's sometimes it's just about the small things. It's not about wanting to save the world. Even if it's something as simple as when I hear someone say something negative about what's going on, I try to find a positive light about it. And just to look more at yourself and worry about what you're doing or what you can do and stop focusing on what everyone else is not doing.
0: What's an example of a negative thing that's happened where you're able to see the positive in it?
1: For me, I would just have to say starting off with the presidency. (laughs) I know everybody doesn't look at that as a negative thing, but for me, it was just a shock. It was a shock that he actually became president, but then I had to switch it and say, okay, Running the United States, the American dream is for the average American person to be able to possibly become president. We tell little kids all the time, yes, you can become president. We didn't say they had to be politically savvy. We didn't say they have to know about politics. We didn't even tell them they had to go to law school. We just say you can become president. That is the American dream. So that's how I flipped it. If we're looking at the average person who didn't go to law school, doesn't know too much about politics, but felt like there were some things wrong in America that they wanted to change and they wanted to run, then he succeeded. He succeeded in that. <laughs> Interesting. And that's the way
0: I look at it. <laughs> there are people... And, you know, my show is speaking to them as well as others, but, you know, who feel the need or the calling to be activists, protesters, Mm -hmm. organizers. What are some of the ways that they can stay healthy, mentally healthy and keep from getting burned out?
1: Well, definitely one thing you have to do, I would definitely say is be mindful of the protests you're going to know the organizations that are going to be there represented, know some background information about them because that will prepare you for possibly what's to come. Some organizations are not set up to be peaceful. Some organizations are prepared to have the counter protesters. And so that's how they go out like that. Make sure you're highly informed on what you're protesting for or against and be mindful of how many times you're going out to protest you don't have to go to every single protest because you will get burnt out you will get overwhelmed i always tell people have a time limit as well you don't have to protest from eight to five like go out there do what you feel is great for you and be happy with that and even with activism understand what your definition of activism is, because everybody's definition is different. Activism doesn't always mean being on TV, being at every protest, uh, but it does mean having a voice, making sure your voice is heard, and doing it in a way that is not so much about changing people's mind, but just dropping a nugget. And so when it does come to them, you will come to mind, and they will start thinking about something you said.
0: One thing I thought was really important and that you kind of mentioned a moment ago is to remember that your ancestors, like everything that we're going through now, your ancestors survived all this and worse. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you could talk about what are some of the pieces of African-American culture that really have allowed for this survival and resilience and strength?
1: That's an interesting question. And I think it's just because this is something we've been going through. For years, I mean, beyond years. And I think we didn't have a choice but to be resilient. I mean, I think anybody in any type of situation, any culture, you have a choice. Either you lay down and die or let people trample over you or you become resilient and you fight back in the best ways that you know how. That would be what I say culturally we have been doing all of our lives. And I I don't know how long we will have to continue to do it, but I know that however long we will continue to do it. And we have made great strides and we see great changes, but also there are still a lot of things that we still are fighting for. Something as simple as being able to wear your hair natural in corporate America or feeling like Mm -hmm. you have to work just as hard as Your white counterparts, whether they're male or female, when will that stop? I don't know, but I know that the resilience from our ancestors, like you said, is in us. And so we just continue to push because you don't want anything that they've done to be in vain.
0: There's a lot of discussion among progressive white people on social media about what is our role in fighting racism. I see this all the time, and I see a lot of goodwill, but I also see a lot of judgment and kind of like guilt. What do you see as some of the more positive ways for black and white people to work together for social justice, racial justice and social justice?
1: First thing I think is that black and white people, we have to have a conversation, first and foremost. And I think the conversation needs to be open, And I think it needs to be a conversation of not white people thinking they know black people or they understand, but listening to understand. The second thing is to just stand up for what is right, period. And don't overthink anything. I mean, if I think about this whole issue that we're having right now in the NFL, And black players choosing not to stand for the star single band. It's not that we're against America. It's not that we are disrespecting the flag. It's that it's so much going on right now in America. It's hard to be okay with everybody being okay with it and accepting it. Something as simple as just kneeling with us. That's it. It's not really hard, and I think we try to make it harder than it needs to be or we try to take somebody's job just because they chose to silently protest. I mean, now a great quarterback in the NFL, and no team will pick him up, all because the NFL chose to make a big deal about what he's doing. He didn't say anything. He didn't make a big deal about it. And I think that we need to stop looking at everything as – trying to be against everybody and just really have true conversations. Because at the end of the day, Black people, we love to talk about our culture, and we would love for people to understand <laughs> what we're trying to say instead of just assuming that it's known, because that's that's not the case. Because at the end of the day, our culture is not taught in schools and not talked about on a regular basis, but white culture is considered history, so we have to learn it. So, yes, we do know more of the culture than our white counterparts, but we will not have a problem in letting you all know our culture. And we're not doing it to make you feel guilty, we're doing it because we really, actually, and honestly want you to know about it.
0: I think the NFL example is particularly ironic because, you know, there's so many like domestic abusers in the NFL mm-hmm. and who just keep getting work. Somehow like that seems to be more acceptable than making a genuine heartfelt political protest.
1: Correct, yes, and I, I agree. I, I'm not sure why that's accepted. To me, that's a whole nother protest, too, <laughs> that someone needs to right. do is because it, it shouldn't be acceptable for a, a man to be able to abuse his girlfriend, wife, or whoever, and like you said, and still is able to, to play. That's horrible. And like you said, for that to be acceptable and okay, and they can continue to work, but just a political statement and you have no job, that really shows us what's important and what's not.
0: What is the role of spirituality for you and for your clients, perhaps, in staying sane and healthy in in difficult times?
1: Well, for me, my Christianity is very important. I mean, I wouldn't be able, I feel, to even see clients if I didn't have a good relationship with Jesus Christ and pray to him. I pray just to even be able to, hear and accept what my clients are going to say to me and be able to respond to them in the best way that I know he has me to. And for those clients who do tell me that they're Christians or they have a relationship and they want to include that in that in their counseling, then that's one of the main things I tell them after we go through our sessions and have our talks is that, you know, you really need to pray about this and hear what he wants you to do and see if it's in line with what we've talked about. For me, I think that's what keeps me sane in these times of of racism. And do I question it? Of course. Do I ask God? Of course I do. (laughs) But at the same time, I feel that everything happens according to his will and everything happens for his reasons. And even if I disagree with it, I have to believe that he has a reason for it, so that is why I pray for our President, Mr. Trump. That's why I do not say anything disrespectful about him because at the end of the day, the Bible tells me to respect the leaders that are put in place it doesn't say I have to like them, it doesn't say I have to love them or agree with them, I have to respect them, and
0: that's what i do and you can respect and protest at the same time,
1: yes, yes, I feel like you can respect and protest at the same time because if I am against something that biblically I know should not be happening and just because the president wants to make the change it doesn't mean that it falls in line biblically (laughs) with what's supposed to be going on so therefore I will and can protest it but I'm still not saying anything negative about him. I'm saying I disagree with what you're trying to do.
0: What is your hope for your podcast?
1: My hope for my podcast is that it falls on the right ears and that change will happen slowly but surely, that more people will start to come to counseling, more people will understand depression, anxiety, uh, PTSD, and go get help for it instead of pushing it to the back burner or coping with it in a negative way, such as addiction. My hope is that people of non-color, as far as white counterparts, will listen to it and actually learn something about us. And that's one of my main things. And I have a, a lot of white people that I know, and I say, please listen to it. Give me your feedback. Give me questions. Give me some information that you might want to hear Because I want it to be a learning tool for everybody who listens. And so the hope is just it will reach the masses or as many people as it's supposed to. And that change will definitely happen little by little.
0: The podcast is called Talking Off the Couch. It's available wherever people get their podcasts, uh, on iTunes and You have a website as well, Talking Off the Couch. Tatiana Smith is a licensed professional counselor. Thank you so much for being with us on Radio Activism.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it.
0: And once again, Tatiana's website is TalkingOffTheCouch.com. You've been listening to Radio Activism, a production of the Radio Cafe. I'm your host, Mary Charlotte. You can hear other episodes at radioactivism.net. We love to hear from listeners, so please send us your comments, questions, and ideas. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.